everyone, welcome to the Mouse and More podcast. This is Tony, and tonight I am joined by Liza, Adam, and our very special guest from the Fairy Pod Mothers, Amber. How's it going, gang? Hey. Hey, going good. Hello. Excellent. Everybody's doing well. Uh, for those of you who aren't familiar with the Fairy Pod Mothers, uh, this is a show hosted by three travel agents from Main Street and More Travel Agency. That name might sound familiar to you, as uh, many of the hosts from our podcast are associated with the agency as well. And uh, Amber is usually joined by her two uh, additional pod mothers, Rachel and Stephanie, who are uh, not available this evening. But Amber, thank you for joining us. And we are here tonight to talk about the contest that we are running uh, for Universal. So why don't you give us a little information on that contest? Yeah, so before I get into that, Tony, you may remember that you were, I think, our first guest on the Fairy Pod Mothers. You were our honorary pod father. <laughs> I was. We spoke that, about cruising. Which that's, is what my, I, that's what I call him. Yes, yes. Spoke <laughs> about cruising, my, my main Disney love these days. Yeah, and you were awesome. So thank you for being on our show, and I'm happy to be here, too. Excellent. So we have a little contest going on. Um, both podcasts are kind of doing it together. So if you're a listener of one, you may be a listener of both. Um, we both have different, I guess, criteria to enter. So I think you can look at, um, I know for sure, on the Perry Fairy Podmother's Facebook page, we have a post with all the details. Um, you can get entries a few different ways. You can rate and review the podcast for an entry. You can um, share that post for an entry. And you can also tell us the secret word. We have a secret word hidden in episode 70. It's not that hard. You listen to it and we say, here's the secret word. Um, get that secret word and that'll give you another entry as well. Excellent. So uh, if you listen to both podcasts, you can uh, double or possibly quadruple, quintuple your entries. Um, and what what is the prize? I know, Liza, you put together the posting for our uh, podcast. Yes, the prize is wonderful. It is a trip to Universal. You, you get four tickets. So four, three park three-day park-to-park tickets. Their tickets are always crazy to say or <laughs> right out, but three parks, which I think is great because that's a water park too, and a stay at one of Universal's value resorts, which Universal value resorts blow a Disney value resort out of the water. I personally think that. I love Agreed. their values. I love all of the amenities that you get there. So it's a fantastic trip. It's great. And if you do win, if you're the winner, you have to take the trip before the end of the year. So it gives you an excuse to take a quick vacation. And and it does not cover airfare, correct? Yeah, not air. But, you know, I mean, honestly, if you price all that out, it's a good deal. Yeah, oh, yeah. you get you're responsible for getting yourself there. But it does include your resort and your park tickets for four people. So it's a pretty sweet deal. It is. And I would like to piggyback on what Liza said about the value resorts at, at Universal. And as far as price goes, they are truly value resorts. Uh, Disney's value resorts are a little on the pricey side. Um, but the majority of Universal's uh, value resorts are, are, are priced very reasonably. 
uh, especially if you're, uh, you know, uh, budget conscious and who isn't these days. Yeah, I, I especially like the fact that they have really good coffee. So there's usually a Starbucks or there's some sort of a coffee shop in the lobby. They have a great food court. And their gift shop has all kinds of stuff that you're not going to find at the Disney gift shop. It's like basically a mini mart. And at Cabana Bay, there's a bowling alley in the resort and a lazy river. Like, you would never find that at a Disney resort. A bowling alley and a lazy river. (laughs) The Jack Lillian's Fitness Center. Not that that many people remember who Jack Lillian is these days. Adam's probably never heard of him. But it's a huge gem. Massive gem. I know who Jack LaLanne is. Do you really, Adam? Yes, he was the guy, the old guy that would work out on TV. He died, like, very recently. Did he? he Yeah, like, within the last 10 years, I guess. Maybe that's not recent. Okay. um, But he would, like, lived into his 90s and such. Um, But, um, but anyway, yeah, I think it's a great contest if you're interested. Um, there's a couple disclaimers. You have to be an adult, 18 plus, to enter, U.S. resident. Uh, like we said, air and uh, ground transportation is not provided, so you got to get yourself there. And um, you cannot travel Thanksgiving or Christmas weeks. Okay, so a couple blackout dates, and, and yeah. that's that's okay. But uh, to enter for us, um, Mouse and More podcast, you need to like and share the post to your own social media pages, so either um, Facebook, Twitter or Instagram, or you can send, uh, write a review uh, on iTunes. And the important thing is you must take a screenshot of you doing that and emailing it to the mouse and more podcast at gmail.com. All one word, the mouse and more podcast at gmail.com. Please send me the screenshot so that I know that you've um, done it because I will be going off of the email as an entry. Excellent. And I think the most important part of this is the deadline, which I believe is June 12th. I think you're right. Yeah. So if you are listening to the show after June 12th, do not take a screenshot. <laughs> no, you may you can still share, you know, link the show, leave a review. We still appreciate it, uh, but we're not uh, we're not going to be drawing another prize, at least uh, not not after the 12th. So, uh, yeah, so that's that's exciting. This is our first. Uh, our first uh, contest, and uh, we're, we're looking forward to hopefully sending one of our listeners uh, or a fairy podmother's listener to uh, Universal Somebody's and having a great win. time. Adam's already disqualified because he says an R at the end of Saratoga. I am uh, I am ineligible because ineligible of I, because of how I pronounce words. Yep, that actually makes you ineligible. Yeah. And we should probably thank Universal for um, giving us this prize to give away to someone and also thank Chris and Main Street and More Travel for um, letting us host the giveaway as well. Excellent. Yes. Yes. Kudos to Chris and the Main Street and More Travel team and Universal. Uh, We appreciate it greatly. So speaking speaking of Universal, uh, I know we usually talk about the mouse, but uh, today we're going to talk about the more. We're going to go over to Universal. And uh, speaking of mispronunciations, we're going to talk about our favorite tree things, uh, as as Adam likes to say. Tree. Uh, so we're going to talk about our top three things in each park and city walk. 
And uh, these three things can be anything. It can be a ride. It can be an attraction. It could be a character interaction. It could be a snack. Uh, so we will start it with our guest, Amber. And uh, Amber, what are your three favorite things at Universal Studios? Okay, so at Universal, my first thing that I love, and I'm sorry if anyone else is taking this too, but it's just all of Diagon Alley. Um, when you walk in, first of all, it's like a secret entrance. There's no huge signage. Um, so just like in the book, um, it kind of appeared out of nowhere when Hagrid took Harry to Diagon Alley for the first time to buy his wands and textbooks. So Universal kind of set it up the same way. There's not, there's a little bit of signage, but there's nothing huge. You kind of have to know where it is or you can ask, um, someone who works there but you walk through the the brick wall and there you are and you are immersed in a whole new world um in my opinion it's more of an immersion than anything that disney has um including galaxy's edge so that's my little opinion um so diagon alley just the area there's some rides there, there's restaurants there, but I'm just going to say the whole thing. I had the, I went to Universal last week with my family and one night I kind of got away from the husband and kids and walked over to Universal and just spent like an hour just walking around Diagon Alley and taking it all in, sitting down with a butterbeer and just enjoying it all. So I. Spiked or normal butterbeer? It was normal. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Don't they spike it? I don't know. Can do they? You uh, might believe, have to BYOB on that one. I believe they have. Okay. Hmm. So my second favorite thing at Universal, um, my kids got a kick out of meeting the Transformers. Um, they are huge. I don't know if you've ever seen them, but the Transformers yeah. are like giant. They're massive and they're very impressive looking. Um, so my, my kids got to meet Bumblebee. So that was really exciting. And the third favorite thing I haven't actually done myself. I didn't see it, but I've seen a lot of TikToks. Um, if you meet donkey at universal, you know, Shrek's friend donkey, that is a fun meet and greet. Um, he has all the jokes. He cracks me up. So Try to find Donkey and try to get a little character interaction with him. The, the tough thing is they just moved that character meet and greet. Maybe mm. that's why I couldn't find it. Yeah, they because, uh, you know, they, they closed down the Shrek 4D and um, I, I believe they're bringing it back, but they, they did close it in its uh, most from where its most recent location was. So I believe it is due back soon. And I must state that uh, Universal does not officially spike their butterbeer. Okay. Well, I was wondering, because, I mean, you think that might be something that they could look into. Uh, I believe if it were Disney, they would find a way to charge you an extra $8 to put they a little, little shot well, in there. Well, maybe um, the lady that created Harry Potter, I can't remember her name now because I'm J.K. old. J.K. Rowling. Yes, thank you. J.K. Rowling, uh, maybe she's the like, that's not canon, so we're not going to allow it. Maybe. I don't know. All right. So, Liza, since you're talking, let's go with you next. What are your <laughs> three top things in Universal Studios? Well, I was going to say Diagon Alley as well, but I'm going to say Diagon Alley at night because for me, I like it. So I, I like it the most at night. 
I don't know why. I just think at night it's so magical and the lights on and everything. It's just, it feels really nice. And it's hard for me to stay in there that long. So it's, I haven't really been in there at night too many times and I always want to. So I'm going to try to make a, a point of that the next time I go. But it's, if you've never been, it's definitely the best thing in that park, in my opinion. My second thing is the Simpsons Ride pre-show. <laughs> Because I love that Simpsons ride pre-show. It's so funny. I don't know. Have you guys rode the Simpsons ride? Yes. Did you, like, think the pre-show was funny? I think it's so funny. Like, all the little, like, when you're watching the TV and it's, like, the Simpsons saying inappropriate stuff. (laughs) I don't know. I love it. It makes me laugh every time. I guess the next thing that I would say is, and it's kind of crazy, but I like Rip Ride Rocket. I do. I write it. I try to write it every time I go. Once you get up the initial going straight up part, because that's the worst part. The rest of it's really, really fun. So you just pray and hold on really tight and, and then you can enjoy the ride the rest of the time. <laughs> so when you ride Rip Ride Rocket, what is your selected song? I don't remember, Tony, which ones I do. I just kind of like sometimes I don't pick anything and it picks it for me. Because I can't think of anything. All right, I, I would be too freaked out to pick a uh, pick a song. Well, I usually pick one, but it's usually I'm not like scrolling too much. I'll just like push a button, and if I if I know the song and it sounds like a good beat, like I'll I'll select that one. But I don't really have like a go to because there's a ton of songs, and I did hear like there's a hack where you can get other songs that aren't even on there. But I'm not. I've never done it because every time I am a little sweaty in the palms because I know that that going up the hill thing is happening. It's about to happen. So that part scares me. But I'm telling you, once you get past that, it's a really fun ride. I went on it with the agency a couple Mm -hmm. of years ago, and I joked around that I probably should have upped my life insurance right before getting on because I wasn't sure if I was going to be getting off. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's just that going up. That's the worst part because your seat kind of goes back. Yes. That's the scariest part. And But once you get past that, it's it's really fun. It's smooth after that. If if any guests do decide to go to Universal, here is Tony, Tony's tip of the night. Uh, to get the secret song list, you get the list from a team member. Uh, they will have a list of about 30 songs. They all have a three-digit code. When you board the ride, you pull the lap bar, lap bar down, you hold the Rip Ride Rocket logo for 10 seconds and let go. Then you type in your three-digit selection and press enter, and uh, your your song will be uh, chosen for you. So uh, back in March, they added two new Blink 182 songs. So okay. uh, yeah, check out check out the secret song list if you get a chance. Tony's coming in hot with all the secret tips. Yeah, and I knew there was a code. Um, I was told that the last time I went, and I just totally forgot about it because you get kind of nervous when you you know you're about to go up that thing. But it's fun, yeah. I, and I usually pick a classic rock song. That's usually what I look for. If you've written um, Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind, there are four possible songs on that yeah. one at Disney, and – when I wrote it last week, it played my birthday song. I was born on September 21st, so they played September, September. 21st by Earth, Wind, and Fire. So I was jamming. See, I'm scared I'm going to get conga. 
<laughs> and I don't want to get conga. I just don't like that song. I've never been a fan of that. And I so, got it. See? I liked it. It's good. See? You're the second person that I know that got that song, and now it's I'm good. nervous. Liza, I do want you to know if you get the conga, there is a vaccine. So it, uh, it will go away quickly. <laughs> All right. All right. So let's head over to Mr. Adam with his top three picks at Universal Studios. So this is just Universal Studios Florida, just the one park, correct? Correct. Okay. Um, this is hard because um, I don't have much. Because three does three does not mean seven, but in this case, it looks like uh, three might be a little tough for you. Three was tough because I wow. mean, I mean, I'm not I'm not ashamed to say like Universal is not, you know, my cup of tea. I don't really care for the properties that are there. What? I've only been for I've only been one day in the last twenty years, I guess. Well, that's true. Um, so this is just from my you know little experience. The ET ride. E.T. Adventures, I think it's called. Oh. I probably should have had the right name. But um, that, to me, is a Disney ride. It's long, dark ride, slow, and it's got a lot of robots. It's got so many robots. I, you could have put that in – well, you can't really put it in an Epcot because it's not real. But like that's like an Epcot ride. You know, so, so many robots. Uh, it's nice and cold in there. E.T. And then I would say, like everybody else, Diagon Alley. Um, I kind of wish that you could. <laughs> I kind of wish you could pay or not pay to just go in Diagon Alley. I don't really need to ride any of the rides over there. <laughs> okay, you're gonna because, give Universal an idea. Because I I just want to like I would like to spend more time in that s- section because. You know, like everybody else said, it's very you know themed. It's immersive. Uh, there's a lot of, you know, there was stores we kind of walked in and out of. I didn't really get to look too much at them. Um, the uh, Florians, help me out here, Fortescue's. The ice cream, I had the butterbeer ice cream. That was excellent. I wish I could get more of that. They need a non-dairy, though. Let's be honest, because I need non-dairy. Oh. Well, maybe. I, I, I check every time. I check every time. Is non-dairy a Harry Potter like universe type thing? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Think, I don't. I don't know if it's canon. I don't think it really matters. Is it canon? Um, <laughs> Harry Potter. Harry, I don't know if Harry's lactose intolerant. <laughs> well, some of dairy. Harry's friends might have been at the the school. I mean, Luna probably know. is. She strikes me as lactose intolerant. And or vegan. Oh, and you know that little what's his name. The little scared guy that ended up being the hero. I can't remember his name. Ron, Ron Weasel? No. Not no. Schmeagle? Schmeagle. Listeners are probably yelling at their radios, but I can't think of it. The little guy who ended up being brave at the end. Casey Jr.? No. <laughs> Harry Potter thing. Neville Longbottom. Oh, Neville. Yeah, Neville's probably lactose intolerant. Yeah, he, you know he's lactose intolerant. Yeah, he looks like it, for sure. You know, I believe the original title of the book series was Full on Dairy Harry Potter. It, uh, was a little bit <laughs> Full of a on Dairy Harry. That's Full on Dairy Harry. Yes. <laughs> All right, Adam, and your, your third favorite uh, item? Um, <laughs> uh, my third favorite would be the old I Love Lucy, a tribute 
store oh my uh, gosh, attraction, I wish that was there. which is closed. Uh, that's one of the things I remember from my first trip 20 years ago or 21 years, whatever the heck it was. I'm so um, glad they took that out. Yeah, yeah. But the main thing is Diagon Alley. I really would love like to just spend more time in there. There's there's those back streets that are dark. Uh, I mean Nocturne Alley. Yeah, yeah, and I just, I mean, because I don't know the books, I don't know the the story, I don't really know what's going on, but it's still really cool to be in there and look at. So, all right, excellent, and it's it's cool to see that so far uh, Diagon Alley has been a unanimous selection of the group. Um, I will agree with what Amber says that that they have taken, uh, you know, immersiveness, uh, immersive theming uh, to the max here. It does. Uh, in my mind, outdo anything that Disney has done yet, whether it be uh, Pandora in Animal Kingdom or Galaxy's Edge in Hollywood Studios. So uh, kudos to Universal. Um, I'm going to be the first person that uh, that disagrees and does not include Diagon Alley in my top three items at the studios. Um, and these are in no particular order. Despicable Me, Minion Mayhem. Uh, great 3D ride, love the minions, and my favorite part is when you exit the ride, there's usually a couple minions out there to party with you. Uh, so that is a fun time. Um, the Blues Brothers show, which takes place on uh, in the New York section of the park. I'm a huge Blues Brothers fan, love Belushi and Aykroyd, loved the film. Um, Adam Blues Brothers is a story of two brothers, Jake and Elwood. Uh, who sing the blues <laughs> in Chicago? Um, I'll I'll pay for the rental if you watch it. If you haven't seen it, uh, great I love movie. that you have to like tell all the references for Adam. <laughs> Poor Adam. He's gonna pay for your blockbuster video rental, Adam. <laughs> That's right, Adam. And please be kind. Rewind when you're done watching it. Um, now, while I I did not include Diagon Alley on my list, I will include uh, Harry Potter and the Escape from Gringotts. Um, I, I think as far as an attraction goes, it's a bit of a coaster. It's a bit of a dark ride. The ride stops, it slows down. There's action going on. Uh, it's a it's a really good ride that I I didn't think it was too intense, but it was it was fun and it got your heart going and you kind of felt like you were in, uh, you know, in some of the movie scenes and and it just it was a great experience. Uh, so. Uh, those are my top three. And the, the great thing about top threes is everybody's got their own opinion, you know, and nobody's right and nobody's wrong. Um, so uh, if you're listening to the show, feel free to put your top three in the comments. Let us know what your favorite things are. Uh, and we're going to walk across uh, to the other park now, uh, Universal's second park, which is Islands of Adventure. Um, and for this one, we will uh, we will actually start off with Adam. And if you're going to have a tough time with three, let us know and, and we'll jump in and rescue you. <laughs> um, Cat and Hat ride, number one. That's another Disney ride. The Cat and the Hat ride? The slow moving dark ride. <laughs> okay, well, that ride needs major love because it does. Yeah. It's, you can see everything in there. It it does. It's very I I it, when I was going through it's just very dirty. It's it's dusty. Gr- it's dusty. It's like driving. It's like going through an attic. Having said that, um, <laughs> everybody you know loves Cat in the Hat, including myself. And I recently watched the Cat in the Hat movie, which isn't really related to the the ride, but uh, that's what Michael Myers is Cat in the Hat. 
um, very bad movie, but <laughs> but mm-hmm. it's just it's just a good story with the thing one and thing two, and they go um, you know around the house. Uh, it's it's fun. It's it you know for what it is, it's a fun ride. So that that's number that's one of my favorites. Number two is getting hot butter beer at Three Broomsticks. That's the butter beer that I had. It's good. Uh, it's very hot. Be careful. It's like that hot coffee that you get from McDonald's. Um, and we had to get it at Three Broomsticks. Not sure if they, you know, sell it maybe in the cart sometimes. Maybe they don't. But um, have you had the frozen Adam? No, I only had that hot. Okay, I was wondering if you've had them both. Which one? How they compared? I probably wouldn't. I'm I'm not a big fan of like frozen drinks. But at the same time, I don't know if like if that much sugar is good with a frozen drink, at least for me. Yeah. Uh, I've only had frozen and I really like the frozen. Yeah. I mean, I, I did when I had it, it was a December morning. Uh, so it was chilly. And then when I would say chilly, it was probably like 70 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but it was a good, you know, instead of having coffee, I, I don't need coffee in the morning. So I don't, I can drink whatever. And that was good. So uh, and then my last one I put. I put the Jurassic Park area uh, land, if you want to call it. Um, I did not get to ride the Jurassic Park ride. I did ride Velocicoaster, but I'm not really counting that here. Just be, only because the Jurassic Park movie is pr- at least the, the first half of it before they get like the dinosaurs take over. That <laughs> that movie is like you know basically like real life like a, a fictionalized version of like Disneyland. Right. So it's, so it's like a real theme park that the guy um, wanted to build and, you know, he had his dream and, you know, it became a reality. So I think it's really cool how they portray that in the movie. And then you get to see it in real life at the park, which I think is really cool. I wish we could have, like, do I wish we had a real Jurassic park? Of course. I think everybody does, but you know, right now we can only get a land that kind of looks like it with like a couple, uh, you know, rides in it. So um, aesthetically to the Jurassic Park area is my number three. All right. And and they do have a Velociraptor in there if you're lucky to take in your photo the, with. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, the the walk around Velociraptor. And I, I didn't do that. I don't even know if I saw it from where I was. That thing's I, scary. I don't like yeah. it. Yeah. It's, it's an um, experience. I think it's like that's the official label. We saw it walking by, but we didn't stop for too long. Yeah, it scared me. I took a picture with it one time. I was like, ooh, I don't like it. <laughs> it breathes on you. Really? Yeah. It's it. it you feel that the growl. Ooh, no. no, no, no. <laughs> All right. While you're scared, Liza, let's go with your top three Island of Adventure selections. Okay. Well, obviously, Islands of Adventure, the number one has got to be Hagrid's Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure. Because that ride is, I think it's one of the better rides in Orlando. I've got to say, I think it rivals Flight of Passage. It's a different experience, but it's so thrilling and I love it so much. It's like they did such a good job with that ride. And then my second favorite thing there is... I like the Ollivander's experience when you can get the wand. My kids have done it twice, and they were fortunate enough to go uh, one time before they were letting everybody in the room, and then they pick people. They actually got to go whenever they didn't do that. So then they only put 
this family in the room because of COVID, they were still doing that. So they actually got to have the experience by themselves, like in there. It was really kind of cool. I liked That's it like cool. that too. Yeah, it was cool. Cause then you knew they were going to get picked cause they were there. Right. And then, and then um, did you get suckered into buying a, a wand for oh, each of them? I've got, I got a collection of wands. So, and capes, I got a couple capes over there. <laughs> The next thing, it's hard for me in this park because I just like the Hogsmeade so much, the Hogsmeade area. Oh, the I like the Hogsmeade station, like the train. If I can see the train, I like that train. Okay, excellent selections. All right, our, our special guest, Amber, who is, uh, you can't see her, obviously. This is a podcast, but she looks intense. It looks like she is looking from a list, crossing <laughs> off selections, and she is ready to go. I understood the assignment. Excellent. <laughs> So we should probably tell people that the two areas of this wizarding world of Harry Potter, there's part of it is on the universal side and part of it is on the islands of adventure side. This, the part that's on universal represents the King's cross station and London. So it's very like you see like the train symbols, like you would see on the T in London, like very similar to that. And then the island side represents Hogsmeade, like Liza was talking about. Hogsmeade is the area that the kids in Harry Potter go to, like, when they have off days or vacations, they're finished with school. It's like a little getaway area. Um, and so that is, like, the magical side, where Diagon Alley is, like, the more of the muggle world, I guess. Um, so, anyway... In Islands of Adventure, I was going to say Hagrid's, but Liza took that from me. Um, so well, I'm going to go same, with... You can still have the same same selections. It doesn't mean yours is any less valid. I want to tell the people, like, you know, give them as many things as, as I can. So, um, but one thing that you may want to remember for Hagrid's is that Hagrid's and Velocicoaster, you cannot use the Express Pass for. So if you don't want to wait for three hours to ride those rides, you need to get there first thing. Early entry is best. If you're staying at a universal hotel, you get early entry. Or if you're not staying at a universal hotel, if you buy your tickets from a travel agent, then you get early entry. So definitely do those two early entry if you can. Um, so my first thing is Forbidden Journey. Um it is a ride unlike any other. After I rode it for the first time, I had to come home and Google it to see exactly how this ride system was set up because it's part, it's like an Omni mover, but not. Um, you're kind of sitting in a row with four or five people and I don't want to give away too much, but it's like you're sitting in a row. So it kind of feels like Soren or Flight of Passage. It's very, um, like it's it's screen based, but you're also doing a lot of moving in addition to that. And I don't want to give anything else away, but it's very intense. And yeah, I, I think it's it's also got some elements of like uh, what you would experience if you were riding uh, Disney's Dinosaur. Uh, a, a lot of motion, mm -hmm. uh, but but a, a, a lot of motion, but I think a lot more intense than what you get on Dinosaur. Yeah, it's very dark. Yeah. My husband had a headache coming off of it, and he doesn't usually get sick on stuff, but it made him a little woozy for a little while. So, and there's definitely, like, stuff coming at you, which is 
fun for some people (laughs) and disconcerting for others like like adam yeah (laughs) but i liked it being a being a potter nerd um i liked it do you guys know what house you're in for harry potter what's your hogwarts house hufflepuff awesome tony what are you i am not that much into it i've I've never (laughs) i've never done it okay um, I think if you go to Pottermore.com, you can take a quiz and it'll tell you what your house is. I'm Slytherin, um, but Chris gave me a new term. She is Slitherpuff, like half oh, Slytherin, gosh. half Hufflepuff. Because she wants everybody to be a Hufflepuff. That's why. And I think I'm Slitherclaw because I have aspects of Ravenclaw, too. Um, so anyway, my second thing is just all of Seuss Landing. Um, Like y'all were saying earlier, there's not a ton at Islands or Universal that's geared towards younger kids. Um, So this area of the park is really where the younger kids can do their thing. Um, They have the the trolley that's sort of like the people mover. Um, They have a spinner ride, so kind of like Dumbo. But with waters shooting One out. One fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish. Yeah, right? that's it. Yep. Yeah. And also the ride that Adam was talking about, the cat in the hat. My kids actually rode the cat in the hat a couple of times. It was a favorite of the Wickham kids. Mm-hmm. So even though it was kind of like you're going through your grandma's dirty attic, like y'all said, the Wickham I, kids proved. I got to ride with the Wickham kids because they're going <laughs> to appreciate me liking them. Um, Kind of hat. I uh, I took the Harry Potter test. I am and? a Ravenclaw. Okay, I can see that. I have no idea I what that means. Like the, I think that means you have like sharp wit is one of the things. Huh. So yeah. Well, I took the test and it told me that I was <laughs> the what's that main house that Harry Potter's in? Gryffindor. <laughs> I was a Gryffindor, and then Christina's like, "You're not Gryffindor. You did it wrong." You're Hufflepuff. You need to take it again. And be honest. (laughs) She's like, be honest, yeah, because you're not. I was like, okay, fine. So I took it until I was a Hufflepuff. (laughs) So that's basically what it is. And that is canon because you can influence the sorting hat. Like, it wanted to put Harry in Slytherin at first. Yeah. Harry was like, not Slytherin, not Slytherin, because he had a lot of Slytherin qualities. Um, but the sorting hat took his wishes into consideration. Wow. That's why Chris Wood can't be at the sorting hat place because everybody <laughs> would be in one house. Yeah, I, I think if I take this of... test, I'm I'm going to end up being a, a heffalump. There's <laughs> <laughs> another Dr. Seuss character. Uh, no, that's uh, heffalumps and woozles from uh, Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh. Oh, okay. Thanks for the correction. Oh, no worries. Just because my kids loved it so much, it's not a ride, but there, do you, do you guys know what the Mystic Fountain is? The talking yes. Mystic Fountain? I totally do. It's on my that list. It's on, okay. So my kids loved it. They wanted to go. We had three-day tickets. They wanted to go every day and visit the Talking Fountain. Um, it, the Talking Fountain is very witty and is very charming. Like, it can, I don't know where the person is standing, but they can like see what they're wearing and 
it was really fun. So they make conversation with them. They ask them about their trip, ask them about their day. You know, what grade are you in at school? What are you into? So all kinds of fun stuff. Kind of turtle talk with crushes, crush-ish. Um, so that was my third thing that my kids really loved. It's like turtle talk with crush, but he can get a little on the PG sometimes. Mm-hmm. The PG-13. That fountain is totally sassy. He is so sassy. Yeah. 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 Yeah, No, that that is a great experience. And uh, Amber, thank you for your three. And and you you did take one of mine. Um, So I I will give that one honorable mention. Uh, You know, it's kind of uh, um, almost like an improv, you know, for a fountain to be able to do improv with guests Mm -hmm. is a pretty good deal. It's it's somewhat of the interaction you get on the Monsters, Inc. left floor. Um. And like they used to do with uh, the talking trash can in Epcot, you know, it, and, yeah. and it's nice to see that type of guest uh, interactive experience that they get. So I will take that off my list uh, and I will include on my list now uh, something that I enjoy, and that is the nighttime lights at Hogwarts Castle. Um, it's a projection show. Uh, it's a an excellent projection show. My only problem with it is unlike you know, unlike Magic Kingdom, uh, the viewing area for the projection show on Hogwarts Castle is not that great. Um, you're kind of uh, kind of uh, uh, shoehorned into this little elbow on a walkway uh, and the bridge. And it's just it, it's very cumbersome. Uh, it impedes traffic. It impedes the traffic flow. But that being said, the show is phenomenal. Uh, so that is definitely on my list. Uh, second on my list. Uh, is the uh, Pteranodon Flyers in Camp Jurassic in the Jurassic Park section of Islands of Adventure. Uh, It's an interesting ride. It is a suspended coaster, and you can only ride on it if you have a small child with you. Um, So my kids are now too old uh, and too tall because there is a height requirement. Um, And uh, I'm going to have to borrow a kid if (laughs) if I wanna ride it. You have to have one companion under 48 inches. Well, uh, you can you can take Liza's kids because I'll have the Wickham kids on the cat and a hat ride. <laughs> okay. All Wait, right. how how tall do they have to be? Under 48 inches. Basically, if they're tall enough for Hagrid's, they're too tall for the Flyers. Well, they're too tall for the Flyers. They've been they love Hagrid's. They ride it all the time. Yeah, so that is a uh, that is that is a great ride. Uh, it's a nice way to see the park. It's not a very intense ride. Um, when last couple times we went to Universal, you know, our family does not really well. My wife does, but the girls are not really into thrill rides. My my main issue, and you've heard me say this before with Universal, is that they are mainly a a bunch of thrill rides where everything goes zero to one eighty, and you don't have that mid range. Uh, you know, people mover, haunted mansion, pirates type of experience. And and you get a little bit of that with the Pteranodon Flyers. Uh, and my third pick uh, for Islands of Adventure is The Amazing Adventures of Spider-Man. Uh, being a comic book nerd, how could I not uh, love uh, that attraction? Uh, and they have plussed it up to 4D, uh, I believe, and uh, or, or digital. When they made the conversion to digital, it's just it's an amazing attraction. Um I'm not one for screens uh, because I don't like Fast and Furious and I don't like King Kong because of their over-reliance on uh, video displays. But The Amazing Adventures of Spider-Man is uh, a great ride in my book. 
so that uh, that should wrap up Islands of Adventure for all four of us. And uh, let's head over to City Walk because we know that they've got the three parks, Islands of Adventure, Universal Studios, and Volcano Bay, which is their water park that we haven't spoken about yet. But they also have their version of a shopping and dining district, uh, and that is City Walk. That is a free section of the park. Now, you do have to pay to get into the Universal Parking Garage, so, um, you know, there, there's that to deal with. But but getting into City Walk is free, and uh, we will start this one off with Liza. Liza, what are your three favorite City Walk things to do? Okay, number one, I love this restaurant. And I don't know how to say it because I can't really – I'm not good at my Spanish here. Are you going to say Antojitos? I, did, I wasn't going to say that. I was going to say Anjanotos or Anjitos, Anjitos, Antojitos. Antojitos. Sounds like hands and toes. Yeah, it's really – I'm terrible. So that's why I can't, I try, I'm like, oh, you know, that Mexican restaurant, that's really good. <laughs> All right. For those of you who need the Liza to English dictionary, it's Entojitos. <laughs> Entojitos. Thank you. There you go. The, uh, oh, that's so fun in there. And they usually have like a mariachi band or some band playing and th- it's really fun. My kids love it. I love it. The food is really good. And I love Mexican food. I know good Mexican food. This is great. I loved it. Did you guys ever eat there? You guys like it? Yes. Yes. Love it. <laughs> it, it is on my list as well. Mine oh, too. It's, it's so good. How could it not be? And then cowfish. Cowfish is good for sushi. I like their sushi. Haven't had anything else there, but I can honestly say that sushi is amazing. And then um, the next one would be the Toothsome Chocolate Emporium because that that's another one. It's like, okay. The food's okay. The food's pretty good. It's more of like walking into the atmosphere for me because the desserts, I mean, they're, well, they're, they're desserts off of the dessert menu. They're pretty big. I mean, they're, you can get big desserts there, big shakes and those crazy milkshakes. But I like all of those pretty chocolates in the case. They're not the best I've ever had, but they're displayed beautifully. And the outside of the building is really cool. And kids love it. They think it's really cool in there. So that's what I'm going to say. Excellent. Thank you. Uh, And with that, we will head over to uh, Amber. Okay. So my first one was also going to be Anahitos. We were actually supposed to eat at Mythos inside Islands of Adventure one evening, but I made the reservation for 6 p.m. and by like 4, my kids were hangry. So I canceled the reservation at Mythos and we walked out to City Walk and walked into Anahitos and said, are you taking walk-ups right now? We don't have reservations. And they said, yes, come on in. Um, what? You're lucky. Well, and I was going to say that doesn't happen at Disney. I don't know if that's common or that's not common now at universal unless it's a really slow time of year but in the summertime for sure you really need to make those reservations which i've really been trying to stress that to people going at least one reservation to secure your place at city walk to that restaurant that's the one of the most popular restaurants there that and cowfish and i just yeah. at least suggest checking a few days before if you haven't to try to make a reservation there but yeah you I've gotten a walk up before, but now at the last few times I've been, it, it 
it was like impossible. They just straight up said no. We're not doing mock-ups. I was like, oh, maybe it was because we were so early. Because it was like 4:45. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably it. Because if you go prime time, dinner time. Mm. So that was really good. I had a steak quesadilla. Highly recommend. Ten out of ten. Um, my next one was Voodoo Donuts. Um, my husband and kids love to go grab a box of donuts, bring it back to the room to have for breakfast. Um, they have lots of fun, different toppings. I think my daughter's favorite is the, do they have like a Fruit Loop or Fruity Pebble topped donut? So just a little bit of sugar in that one. And then my third favorite thing at City Walk is just its proximity to the resorts. Um, you don't really get that at Disney with Disney Springs, except for Saratoga Springs. There's not really any that are walkable from Disney Springs, but at Universal, quite a few, maybe even the majority of the restaurants you could get to, or the resorts, you could get back with the boats. They have boat launches that go from City Walk to all the resorts, and there's also a nice little walking path. We stayed at Portofino Bay last week, um, mainly to get those express passes that come with it. But it was about a half mile walk back, and it was just really peaceful. It's really like nicely landscaped. Um, kind of reminds me of walking um, by the Sasagula River at Port Orleans at Disney. Awesome, and a very important thing to remind our listeners: if you do decide to take a trip to Universal, and you stay in one of their deluxe resorts. Uh, you do get the Universal Express Pass included with your tickets, uh, which is great because that essentially puts you at the front of the line. Uh, and unlike, uh, you know, unlike doing stuff with the mouse, uh, the Universal uh, Express Pass, you can, you know, we got on and off the Minions ride like five times uh, and just right back to the front of the line. So uh, a great option. Uh, and, you know, doing that can actually save you uh, if you were to buy those unlimited express passes, you're, you're looking at multiple hundreds of dollars per person per day. Uh, so it, it is quite the savings uh, at just the cost of a hotel room. So uh, so thank you, Amber, for your selections. Uh, now, Adam, have you been to City Walk? I mean, I did walk through it to get to the park. Does that count? Um, so your your top three attractions would be uh, used it to get to uh, the park. <laughs> the conveyor belt. That you can like walk on. Entrance to Islands of Adventure, the exit, and um, the view. Um, no, um, okay, so if I had to pick something, first of all, when I was there 20 years ago, we ate at the NASCAR Cafe. Remember that? Anybody remember that? I yes. Not. I think it's where the NBC grill thing is now. It is. Um, uh, we went there because the people we were traveling with they were nascar fans and they the father wanted to eat there if they don't um, have a hamburger called the richard patty then <laughs> i'm not going <laughs> i don't know if it had theme. i wish it, it should have had themed uh food based on the the drivers that would have been cool but um if i had to like if i had to just like throw stuff out there margaritaville for sure because everybody wants to um you know waste away in margaritaville one once in a while and then I would uh, go with Bubblegum Shrimp Company because, of course, Forrest Gump. And um, I don't know. I'm looking at the list here. Uh, I don't know. Pat O'Brien's. You, you want to go to Anahuta's? An, 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 yes, and Anahuta's was on Anahuta's. Adam's list as well. 
And Jahitas was on Adam's <laughs> list as well. Highly recommends. Awesome, Adam. Thank you. So now we will talk about my three favorite things over at CityWalk. The first one is the Hot Dog Hall of Fame. Um, who does not love a good wiener on vacation? Uh, whether who it's at Casey's, it? whether it's at Casey's in the Magic Kingdom or at the Hot Dog Hall of Fame, I enjoy a good hot dog. Um, as I mentioned earlier, Antojitos is also on my list because I enjoy uh, a, a, you know, a good Mexican meal, a mariachi band. The atmosphere is great. Um, and I do like, as Liza did, the toothsome, uh, toothsome chocolate emporium and savory feast kitchen. Um, it's a little offsetting uh, that they've kind of forced some of this stuff onto you at this restaurant. Uh, they do have characters. It is a uh, designed after a 19th century steampunk uh, style of architecture. And there is uh, Dr. Pene- Doc- Professor Dr. Penelope Toothsome, who is the proprietor, and she is a world-renowned chocolatier, and her robot Jacques. Uh, and they walk around the restaurant and kind of talk to guests. And it's a little weird because it's not really like, you know, it's not as cool as the uh, uh, the majestic, uh, the mystic fountain. Um, so it's it's like we're supposed to know who this person is. And uh, we went there not long after they opened and she kind of like came to our table and I I didn't know what to do. Like, do I ask for her autograph? Do I take a picture with her? It was just kind of weird. But that being said, the desserts are phenomenal. Um, I I think this was uh, when we went there, you know, they have the shakes with the two scoops of ice cream and the brownie and uh you know a half gallon of yogurt and a pack of twizzlers all in one big cup and i know there are a lot of restaurants that do that now and the first time i had seen that was at the toothsome emporium so i think it kind of started that gigantic uh dessert uh uh craze that is going on now so uh, if you want a nice dessert a nice treat stop over at the uh the emporium and uh the last piece i know adam has not been there I have not been to Volcano Bay as well, so we will uh, excuse ourselves from this component. Um, but uh, Volcano Bay, Amber, what were your favorite three things? So we went last week and we enjoyed a day at Volcano Bay. Um, my top pick was getting a cabana. So I have a bougie husband. He is into the finer things. Um, if he was a member of, if he worked at Dunder Mifflin, he would definitely be a member of the Finer Things Club. Um, so we did get a cabana. We, we were celebrating two birthdays in our family, so it was kind of a splurge. Um, but it was so nice to have that cabana. First of all, you get your own little Tapu Tapu computer inside your cabana, so you don't have to walk to the different slides that you want to tap into. You can do it all right there from your cabana. You could order food from your cabana. Your waiter gives you a phone number that you can text for anything you want, whether it's we want burgers, we want drinks, we need fresh towels, whatever you need. You just text the number and they bring it to you. And then at the end of the day, they brought birthday cake for my husband and my son because we were celebrating their two birthdays. So they are pricey. Um, I don't remember exactly how much we paid, but I know it varies by season. So you're going to pay more during the summertime than you will in winter. But it's nice to have that 
spot where you can leave your stuff. It comes with a locker so you can throw your valuables in there. You don't have to pay for or get a locker. Um, you don't have to go to the locker area where you're surrounded by a hundred other sweaty people putting on sunscreen and trying to get your stuff locked away. So it's just nice to have. And a refrigerator stocked with bottled water that is included too. So all those nice. things were nice to have. Was that a pre-purchase or did you do that day of? It was pre-purchased. Okay. They fill um, up depending on when you go. They they book out. Yeah, and I was looking at the map. I think there's about 25 cabanas in all of Volcano Bay. So you do have to book them early. The funniest thing happened. We were, okay, so we rode the bus from Portofino Bay to Volcano Bay that morning. We were standing in line next to a family, and we were just, like, chit-chatting, as you do, waiting for the park to open up, you know, making small talk. I looked at the husband's lanyard, and it said Wickham, which is my last name. It said Wickham on his lanyard, and I was like, is your last name Wickham, too? And they were like, yes, and I was like, oh, my gosh, that's our last name. And so the Wickham family from Pennsylvania, they have a boy and girl twins, which is funny because my daughter was just saying, I wish I was a twin. I'm like, sorry, you're not. Um, so the Wickham twins from Pennsylvania, and then they also had a cabana, which ended up being right next door to ours. Oh, that so, is so fun. I know. You know, it's a lot of money, um, but once you get there, if you didn't buy the cabana, you you really start thinking about, man, that really would have been nice because right. now I've got all my stuff. I'm trying to hide my shoes over here and trying to hide my stuff. It's it's like it, it varies. So if it's like the winter time, you know, it's going to be less money when it's not peak season. And in the summertime, it can get up to like 600 bucks, I think, for the day. Mm -hmm. But it, it usually is in between like the 450 range. Typically, I think most days, but um, somewhere around that. But it does go up and down in price, considering. But yeah, it's 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 pricey, but it does hold like does hold like six people or seven, nine people. Um, I think ours was six. Okay, I think there's two different kinds. I think you yeah. can get like there's a few really big ones that are more expensive, but um, no, that's the family suite cabana can be at up to six hundred, and that holds sixteen people. And someone That's called me the huge. day before to say, like, are you celebrating anything? Do you have a preference on where your cabana is? And I was like, I have no idea. I've never been there before. Where do you recommend? And they put us right beside the wave pool, which was very convenient. So that was like a nice little home base. So my husband could go with one kid and do one thing. I could stay with another kid and we'll be like, meet you at the cabana when we're done. So it's a nice little home base mm -hmm. to have yeah, in the park. It, it, it's really, it's really nice. If you plan on spending all day there, oh my gosh, yeah. And sometimes you can get them at a little bit of a discount if they have one the day of. Um, I don't think it's the, that much less, you know, but you can get it for a little bit less money. But they also have those little, um, they call it premium seating, where it's mm -hmm. just really two loungers and a cover, in certain areas, it's got like a little box thing in the middle. I think you get like a little mini cooler with it. I'm not sure. And that's that's quite a bit less money. It's it it varies between like thirty bucks and like a hundred and thirty bucks depending on the time of year you go. But but it 
it is nice because there's so many chairs you're looking at a sea of loungers like chairs everywhere and you got to try to find your spot and yeah. if you have that cabana you don't have to it's so nice yeah and it was nice too because we got there we had a guy who worked there like walked us to the cabana showed us how everything worked um showed us like how to use the tapu tapu and he got us on Krakatau, which is my thing number two that I like at Volcano Bay, um, which is their most popular ride. So we were on that in the first 10 minutes of the day, um, thanks to that guy coming and showing us how to do that and getting us scheduled. Um, so Krakatau, my thing number two, is not a water slide. It is an aqua coaster. So you're sitting there. I think the raft can hold up to four people, which is how many people we have in our family. So it worked out. Um, it has hills. It goes up and down. Um, so it has little accelerators that push you up hills and then down. So it was really fun. Um, so that's my thing number two. My thing number three is the, I'm going to lump them together and say the Lazy Rivers slash Wave Pool. Um, they were just fun to relax. And when you're not doing the water slides, just hang out and have fun in those. So you've just pulled your first Adam, which is what we call it when uh, Adam says, I've got three things. And then he manages to wedge uh, oh, seven, yeah. th seven things in there. So, <laughs> uh, Liza, how about your top three at uh, Volcano Bay? For me, number one has got to be that not lazy river. It's a lazy river. <laughs> and I don't know what it's called. It's is like it Roaring Rapids or something like that. Fearless River or the... I don't know. It's like the fast, lazy river. Okay. It's a fast, lazy river. You can't have a tube in there. You have to wear a life jacket and it goes really fast. And that's usually where you're going to find me. I'm probably not getting out. I just like to stay in there most of the time. And that's usually what I do because why not? I like it. I like a lazy river. So I'll, I'll get in between that. Not well, I've, I've gotten into the lazy, lazy river, but I do like the not lazy river, the fast river. I would say number two is the actual, um, the wave pool, the sand area with the volcano. It's really pretty. It's very impressive. It's a beautiful thing. It's really nice when you're staying at Cabana Bay to go look and see it. It's, I think it's really pretty and it's pretty in there too. And it's cool that the not lazy river, it kind of goes through that volcano underneath and you see how they've got all these different features in there that you can look at. It's, it's really nice. And then um, I would say number three is their food is actually not that bad at this place. Everything that I've eaten there, I've, I've really thought it was pretty good. Surprisingly for water park food, it's really not bad. And you know, most of the time at water parks, you're going to get like chicken tenders, maybe some French fries, maybe a pizza or something, but they've got different items there to eat. And I was, uh, I really liked it. Excellent. Good to hear. Now the, the river you were talking about, is that the fearless river? That's what I was thinking it would be. Yeah. But I just Googled it. That's what it is. Is that what it is? It's the Tiawa, the fearless river. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that thing is fun. I love that. My kids love it. We all just kind of rode it over like the whole time. <laughs> well, I, I do hope to get over there one day because I enjoy a good water park and uh, water coasters are always fun. So that is that is on my bucket list. Oh, yeah, right. they got lots of water buckets there. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Uh, well, I, I think that wraps up our top three things at Universal. And uh, it's been a pleasure having Amber from the Fairy Pod Mothers on our show. Amber, why don't you let us know where everyone can listen to you if they aren't already? Uh, because if they're not, they're making a big mistake and, and they should probably add the Fairy Pod Mothers to their podcast rotation. Well, thank you so much for having me. I had so much fun. Um, you can find us wherever you listen. Wherever you're listening to Mouse and More, you could also find the Fairy Pod Mothers. So. Apple, Spotify, wherever your favorite podcast platform is. Also follow us on Facebook. Um, Rachel is our social media girl. She does an awesome job at um, posting fun stuff and making us look good online. Yeah, maybe we can um, have you guys back on and we can whenever Stephanie and Rachel can come on. That'd be cool. Yeah, we'd love that. I know. A little cross-pollination, I guess. I do like a cross-pollination, Tony. Excellent. <laughs> Who doesn't? doesn't i don't know well people with allergies don't oh gosh <laughs> adam is such what was he a ravenclaw <laughs> you're such a ravenclaw adam aren't you like a downer <laughs> all right well well thank you adam um and i'd like to remind our listeners that as always our podcast is sponsored by main street and more travel an authorized disney vacation planner you can check out their website, MainStreetMoreTravel.com, request a quote, and let Chris and her team plan your family's next Universal vacation. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search on the Mouse and More podcast. On behalf of Liza, Adam, and our special guest, Amber, this is Tony, and we are the Mouse and More podcast. Good night, everyone. Good night. Hi.